life protest is another thing that you hear a lot about. But what we're going to talk about today is a man that went against the grain of the traditional church. And the reason why he did wasn't to be in rebellion. He wasn't trying to split the church. Today in America, most all churches have splits. I just talked to a pastor to send their fourth split. Baptist churches especially, and I'm born and raised Baptist, um, 87% of all Baptist churches come out of a split. Now, most of them get along afterwards, but it's still not the ideal. However, Martin Luther's ideas and what he was thinking about and what he did back then was solely to get an information out that he believed biblically. Can anybody get an amen for biblical advice? And biblically, we all stand in a society today that's going contrary to the Word of God. So where do we stand as a church? What makes us different than the government? What makes us different than our employer? What makes us different? Are we bold enough to stand up and say no? When the world says yes to sin. When the world says, yes, it's okay to do something, the Word of God says we are not supposed to do. Are we going to stand up and do that? And many times what this whole start of it was was that the church got into error. I mean, what do you do when the church gets in error? We had this gentleman that used to be in the church and years ago. Um, he was an older man. He was in his 70s, and he came to my office, and him and his wife sat down and said, Pastor, I understand you're starting a church now. This is 2001. He said, well, we're, we're, we're not a part of that other church anymore that you used to go to years ago. He said, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll come to your church as long as you preach the word. But if you ever quit preaching the word, I'm gone. I thought, well, there you go. That's pretty simple. I could do that. But this guy was smart. He had went to uh, theology school. He went to seminary. He's done all this. Stuff. He was a smart, biblical man. He's had a lot of biblical sense and knowledge. And so, yeah, I had to watch my P's and Q's because that man would call me out if I'd have said anything that was contrary to the Word of God. So today you sit here as Protestants. You sit here because of one man 500 years ago stepped out. And, and did some things. So we have a video that we're going to show that's going to kind of sum it up just in a few minutes. And then I'll come back and just reiterate kind of where we are and what that means. And the kids will kind of help me out with that. So watch this video and check this out. Lena can read, understands the text, and can form her own opinion. To her, this is nothing special, but 500 years ago, that was not the case for many people. Back then, Germany and other parts of Europe were divided up quite differently, both politically and geographically. They were ruled by emperors, kings, princes, and the Roman Catholic Church. There was not yet a Protestant church at the time. These mainly told the people what to believe in and how they should live. The church had something... Well, how should we put it? To offer sinful people. For example, they sold letters of indulgence. These were supposed to exonerate someone from sin and reduce or even completely avoid the time spent in purgatory. That is, the period before entering heaven. Money in place of repentance. And indeed, they could be bought for deceased relatives too. 
The church used the money to finance the construction of St. Peter's Basilica, for example, and to plug up financial gaps. Not everyone agreed with this. A German theologian by the name of Martin Luther criticized this misuse of indulgence. According to traditions, he was said to have published 95 theses on that issue on October 31, 1517. He listed reasons that things should be about belief alone, about repentance and God's grace, and not about making money and the church as an institution. How his theses were acknowledged is not known exactly today, but one thing is clear. Luther wrote history, and he heralded a reformation. Thanks to the newly developed book printing technology, Luther's writings spread quickly and he gained followers, which the church did not exactly like that much. It was a turbulent time for Luther. He was excluded, accused, and pursued. Away from the public eye, at the Wartburg Castle in the German town of Eisenach, he continued to write using the alias Knight George. It was there that he also translated the New Testament from Greek, Hebrew, and sometimes Latin into German. This is how he made it possible for many people to read the Bible and to think for themselves. Education and freedom were the most important topics of the Reformation. However, it was not only a religious matter. In his writings about the Reformation, Luther also addressed those who were dissatisfied with the political and social order, such as farmers who suffered due to taxes and serfdom. They now demanded justice from those who ruled over them. The institution of the Catholic Church was shaken by this, and a new Protestant church was founded, even if this had not been Luther's intention at all. Over the course of decades, the prevailing common order of church and state gradually dissolved. The selling of indulgences has been prohibited in the Catholic Church since 1562 as well. Lena now knows why October 31st is marked in her calendar as Reformation Day. Protestants commemorate the publication of Martin Luther's theses on this day, along with the start of a Reformation, which stands for freedom, justice, education, and social equality. Well, well, well. all you got to say <laughs> now I use this as an example because of the fact that if you heard the video and you saw what happened Martin Luther really wanted to go to law school and in that he was heading in that direction going for that and then he decided to be a what dog have I got to give it away he decided to be a monk now, in that 10 months, a lot happened to him because I don't know about you, but we all have questions. And at that time, he had questions. He had questions about how to be saved. He had questions about legalities. He had questions about social issues. He had questions about a lot of stuff. But in being a monk, it's a hard life. He gave up college and that to give up life, to scrub floors, to read the word constantly, many times not even speak. We know of places and monasteries where they don't speak at all. 
And so that is a tough life that he had to live. So as an example to understand what he was doing, he was seeking for truth. Someone say truth. Truth. And so Martin Luther came about in a time where the church was hot and heavy. Did you hear what it said about that they were accepting indulgences? The church were receiving indulgences that would actually say to them, if you give me money, the church, then I'll guarantee your salvation. You give me the right amount of money, money, and I will promise you that you can go to heaven. Now, when Martin Luther heard this, he did great study on this. Kids, come on up. Let's go. I got my group here this morning, and my group is with me, my groupies, okay? My groupies are with me this morning. And we're all one in this one group. Let's just say we're the Roman Catholic Church. Come on. Come on. Let's sit around, guys. Come on. All right. So we're one tight group. We make up rules and regulations, right? We know how to do this thing. We've got God. We know what's going on. Amen? So, But we're figuring out some things about God, and we just think that sometimes we, not, we might need to help God a little bit. So I tell you what let's do. One of the rules that we're going to have is that it's okay to lie as long as you don't hurt somebody. How about it, guys? Is it all right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's okay to lie. Yes, in the group. It's okay to lie as long as you don't hurt nobody, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. 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 Now, what we're going to do is now, if you want to go to heaven, I'm going to ask that you give me $10,000, and I'll guarantee you, you'll go to heaven. How about that? How about it, everybody? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. 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 You both are excommunicated. Get out of here. Get. Go. All right, guys. We're the group. We're the group. We're not putting up with that. All right, guys. Go have a seat. Thank you very much. Too much money. He said, I'm asking for too much money. The point is here today is for us to understand something. That sounds crazy to us today, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't that sound a little odd? But back then, the church had a lot of money. The priest actually made more money than anybody else. Back in those days, what happened was the church, they built great cathedrals with all that money. And they had an empire that was really strong and it was effective. So 500 years ago, Martin Luther came along. And this is a time where priests were in place. This is where kings ruled. And this is where the Catholic Church ruled, okay? So the indulgence was that thing that got to Martin Luther. It just got to him. Amen? And so he ended up doing some things, and then he got excommunicated, and then he became a monk. Amen? And so then it came along to where he, during that time, studied the Word of God and came up with 95 Theses, and he came in, this, in a custom way to do things to communicate in that day in the 1500s was to go to a door and pin up your grievances. And so that's what he did. And his point was not to destroy the church. His point was to say, hey, I've studied your ordinances and your laws. And by the word of God, I think that it should be like this. Okay? His goal was not to show strife or go out and start another church. That was not his goal at all. But because of these 95 theses, he ended up getting the attention of the church. He got excommunicated. 
and then he went on to do a lot more things. He had to hide away because they wanted to kill him. What it started was a lot of protests that happened. There was a lot of killings that took place. The protest of that day was so strong that the people that would read that. Now, in that day, not everybody could read. That's why the the Catholic Church was so powerful because they would read it in Latin and the people could not read and they had to hear and do what the church said to do. So what did Martin Luther do? He ended up taking that Bible and he translated it into German. So he took it and put it into German where common people could read the Bible. His goal was, and he said out of the Word of God, that the Word of God in the relationship of a man is it's an individual right for us to have a right to read the Word. It's a right for us to be able to read it and interpret it our own way. Okay? So in that transition, he even... Um, you know, he even translated it, I think, in, well, it was already uh, Greek, Hebrew, Latin, and German. And so when you think about what happened at that time, we could put something in a, in a printer and that thing prints out. But back then, he used something called the, the printing press. What, what helped Obama get in the office was he began to use the social media to get the tweets out and get all the information out like this to communicate with his people. The same thing in Martin Luther's day. He used a printing press that printed out those letters so fast, got them out to a lot of people. People were reading them, and when they read them, they went, I believe that. I believe that. And so what it caused is a shaking in the Roman Catholic Church. That shaking came about because they had to deal with this information that was brought to them. And if you ever read some of this stuff, it is just amazing how he would study and show uh, himself approved in such a way to make sure that everybody that read his thesis would say, now that's, that's what the Bible says. Not what Martin Luther King said. Not Martin Luther King. Not Martin Luther. It wasn't what he said. It was what he found out in the word of the living God. Amen? So today, they had to rule... In 1552, they ruled against indulgences. So it woke up the church to say, "Uh uh-oh, we're busted. We can't do that anymore. So they did away with it. The point that we want to make today is you ever heard somebody say, we live and we learn? I, I, I think that's true to some degree, but here's the way it should be. I learn and I live. Because it's only until you learn can you truly live. It's only until you have that education to get that higher job. It's only until you learn what there is to learn before you can go up. But if you don't learn, you can't live because you're down here instead of up here. Martin Luther was an educated man, had a doctorate in theology. He had degrees. He went to school. He studied hard. And he wasn't going out to start the Lutheran church or start the Protestant movement. He just saw error in his society that he lived in, which by then was really the government that was in error, the church government, and he wanted to change that. Now, the weird thing is that today we have over 45,000 different denominations. So in that context of the churches that we go to, Pentecostal, Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, whatever, you go down the list, and there's little fractions of it. There's so many different Baptist churches. There's Spirit-filled Baptist church. There's uh, all kind of different fractions that come off of churches. Amen? So sometimes I want to say to the ear side, it almost causes a little bit too much disunity because we have this group says it's this way, that group says that way. But what he did is he opened up the door for you to think for yourself, for us to think for ourselves. 
Amen. So we come into this, and we've got to thank Martin Luther because this is the day that we celebrate. Now, if you heard in that video, there was three things that came out of that Reformation. Freedom, justice, and equality. Everybody wants that today. Martin Luther King, in that fact, was wanting that. It was about freedom. It was about equality. It was all about that to, to, to a society. Matter of fact, it wasn't even for a group of people. It was for everybody. Everybody deserves justice. Everybody deserves freedom. And everybody deserves equality. Now, today, what does it mean for us? What does it mean for us? Just Do we just throw out the baby with the bathwater? We just say, oh, my God, the Catholic Church is evil. It's of the devil. Let's throw it out. No, there's born-again believers there. Okay, there's born-again believers. They believe in Jesus Christ. So we don't do that. We let God do all that. I don't judge other religions. I don't judge other denominations. But I can say to myself, there's one scripture that we can stand on today in Ephesians 2.8. If you'll turn there, that'll be the comment that we want to make today that Luther stood on to make his point to the Catholic Church. Ephesians 2.8. Ephesians 2.8. And thank Tamaya for making my beautiful necklace today. That's wood bling bling there now. <laughs> Here's what he found out. And he found out that a lot of rules and regulations were in error. Also the Sadducees and the Pharisees. And, and, and even people in those days that got into the law of the Bible stood corrected because it wasn't by law, it was by grace. Amen? Amen. Verse 2.8, Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift from God, Amen. not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, that's what was happening. Works got involved in it. You know, you'll have some people have trying to earn their salvation. They'll have to be told they have to walk around and bang on doors for two years. Or, or you have to do this or you have to do that. And uh, definitely don't drink the Kool-Aid, praise God. But the reason why it's so important today for us to understand is that that's the point I want to get across today. I want you to understand that someone when he became a monk said, I need answers. I want to know God. I want to know the word of God. And I say this today, where are the people in the church and the society today that know the Word of God? Where are those that are not falling for the, for the schemes and the scams of this world to trick us from the Word of God? Who are we in God? Who are we? We all know that we're born again and we're saved, but do we know the Word of God enough not to fall for the stuff the world tries to tell us? Right? And I know this may sound elementary, but some people say, well, no, surely Jesus Christ isn't the only way to heaven. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, hate to pop your bubble. Yeah. Says it. Yeah. So, you know, little simple doctrines like this that we learn, the full gospel of God, the good news of the gospel. It's simply, it's not a law, but it's a grace. It's a mercy. God has grace and mercy on us. Now, that doesn't give us a right to sin. It doesn't give us a right to go out there and act a fool. It gives us the opportunity to say, and I want to reiterate with the kids today, lying is wrong, <laughs> right? And trying to pay or earn your way to heaven is wrong. It doesn't work. 
So if anybody ever tells you, oh, you go ahead and sin over there, you won't go to hell. Just go on sin. That's fine. Go have fun. Go do whatever you want. We live in America. It's a free country. Just do whatever you want. And if you got saved in 1976, you'll be fine today. Just do whatever you want. We've got to be careful with that. Kids, y'all have been great here today. Y'all have been really, really good. That's right. right. So, Father, we, as we came here this morning, Father, we knew it would be a simple message. Lord, we came here this morning, Lord. We had coffee and snacks this morning. We had an opportunity to fellowship with one another. Our children came up here today. They're in church today on Reformation Sunday. They've come here today to be excited about the things of God and not the things of this world. We thank you, Lord, that they're in the house of God this morning. We thank you, Lord, that they sang praises to you this morning. We thank you, Lord, that they were involved in a skit to show an illustration, an illustration that's so powerful that they'll want to be more involved in those kind of things. Lord, we thank you that there is a reformation in each one of our hearts. There is a form and a thing that's going on in each one of us. All of us in the body of Christ should start feeling a sense of reformation, of revival. Lord, that that we don't want church as normal. We've slipped back into that standard mode, three songs, offering, preaching, go home. No, Lord, we are calling in today the body of Christ, to come and to pray and to believe God for fire from heaven. Lord, I'm believing for a revival so strong that people be set free and healed every day in this service. There is no reason why people come here in this service sick should leave sick but leave whole. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that eyes will be open from the blind, deaf ears will pop open, dear God, limbs will grow back in Jesus' name. Father, we pray that we know that miracles are real. We want more miracles and if the world's going to want come our way they got to see something i hate to say it but they got to see something they want to know that god is real they don't want to hear it from the body of christ they don't want to be told they're going to die and go to hell if they don't change they want to see you move father god so father we just thank you this morning that one man stood up years ago for freedom for equality for justice and he just read the bible and said i'm just seeing some stuff in here that we need to do guys Let me just give you a little letter and see if we can change this. But it costed him everything. It costed him his life, excommunication. It cost him everything to make his point known. Father, let us not be scared today. Let the children in this room stand up at school and declare the works of the Lord. Let the children stand and walk in their teenage years to say, Father God, I'm going to serve you and not man. I'm not going to walk in the ways of the world, but I'm going to walk in the ways of God. We thank you, Lord, as we leave here today and we start to affect the world. Let us be gentle. Let us be kind. Let us show our love one to another. Let us go do the works of God today on this Reformation Sunday. Let us stand up for the things of God. Be bold, but yet be gentle, be kind, be loving, and be a light. Let us be a light and salt to the world today as we leave this place. Stand to your feet, please. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. We thank you for those that came this morning. We thank you, Lord, for the fellowship with coffee and all the things that we did. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving on each and every person's lives in this place today. Father, we thank you that as we leave here today, that as we go, we take you with us. Let us not forget the things you've done for us. Let us be alive and well to know because we can read the word on our own, because we can seek you out, Lord, you'll show us those things that we need to know. 
and we thank you for it. If anybody needs prayer this morning before you leave here, do anything, if maybe if you're not even born again and you've heard that terminology, you don't know what it means or being saved or uh, got religion, some people say, it's simple. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, then you shall be saved. So if that's you today and you want to make that statement, just come to the altar and somebody will pray with you. won't take but a second. But now there's one thing I can guarantee. When you do that and accept Jesus in your heart, you will go to heaven free. Nobody's asking a dime for you. Nobody's asking you to join the church. It's just a free gift. So if that's you, come forward. If you need any kind of prayer for anything physically, mentally, or spiritually, we ask you to come forward as we close this service in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen, amen. and amen. amen. And, and, and also, while everyone is still standing, um, amen. Okay, well, since I'm close to Pastor, um, this is Pastor Appreciation Month, you know. Where's Pastor Mindy? Is Pastor Mindy here somewhere? She's with the children. Could, could you go get Pastor Mindy? Someone just relieve her? Mm-hmm. Take it off. Look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amen. Right, Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Mindy. We have such awesome pastors here. Um, amen. Amen. Whether, whether you are a guest, um, you know, or, or visitor for the first time, you, you should definitely see the love that, that these two show throughout, um, throughout the church and throughout this community. Um, they have really been a light or continue to be a light. And, and these, these gifts of love, they are, here you go. Thank you. I give it to the right person. <laughs> these, these gifts of love, they may be, you know, um, you know, small to some, but they came from a good place. They came from our hearts, you know, just to let you know that we love you. We appreciate you. We support the vision. We support you guys and the things that, um, the place that you have us going, because we understand that our destiny is connected with your growth and where you take us. So, so, so we support you we lift you up as, as Aaron and Ur was holding the hands of Moses, you know, we're holding up your hands and, 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 um, knowing that when we hold your hands up, we get the victory, you know, so we love you. We appreciate you and we support you. Amen. Make sure that you hug the pastors. Let them know that you appreciate the ministry and you're dismissed in Jesus name. That was a surprise. Thank y'all so much. I didn't know that I, I would have dressed differently if I'd have known we, we were going to have this, but we do. Thank you. We love you guys. And, uh, it's a pleasure pastoring you guys and we love you and y'all have a great day in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you.